0: Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Today's topic kind of fell into my lap, but I feel like I'm seeing lots of information about this floating around the internet. And it's all about, first of all, our bodies, but specifically breast implants and our thoughts around that. And my guest today is going to be talking about her experience with actually removing her implants. <music> seriously love this podcast. I love the conversations I've been having with people. I love the conversations it's been generating with you guys. And I'm so grateful you're here listening. Just wanted to take a second to say thank you. And also remind you to check out my Instagram page, Instagram.com forward slash Amanda Muse. I am there every day usually posting a photo or video of some kind, but the real fun is happening in stories. If you like what you see on my YouTube channel, you will love the short snippets in my stories. Instagram.com forward slash Amanda Muse. So check them out. All right, back to the show. First of all, it's just exciting to meet someone new that you follow online. So I'm glad to meet you, but, uh, I want you to tell my guests and of course me, like, what is it that you're up to online? Because you seem to be up to a lot, aside from being a mom and an entrepreneur. I mean, those two things are massive. So right. tell me a little bit about what you're up to.
1: Okay. So, um, I've been in the business space. I've been on Instagram for a few years. i largely through get my gift basket business. And, um, I took a few years off of social media for the most part to rebuild my life because it kind of uh, went to shit. (laughs) (laughs) um, So I'm back and I'm sharing um, more personal parts of my life, I guess. And um, yeah, that's my mom. That's like everything transparent. So mom life, my divorce, being a single mom now, um, my businesses, my personal body and what I've gone through there, my mental health, all of it. So it's my Instagram's Jules lifestyle. So I've really taken it from Jules wellness. It was more wellness-based before to mostly about me and where I'm at and how I can help people from my experiences.
0: And I love that, um, like you're saying, your Instagram does encompass all of that. Like I was, I was snooping it before, before we jumped on our call today. And You know, even your your latest post is all about like you're going to be launching something new, like a new business element. So, you have a salon, you have a gift basket industry. You like you've got a lot that you're juggling, Um, and it was interesting because we were just talking about there's still that personal piece like that people are just very curious about because it's like, well, how who is the lady behind all the business, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you find your personal posts do compare to business ones or like? You know what I mean? Oh, everybody's curious about the personal stuff because it's, I mean,
1: for as long as I can remember, it's like, you need a show. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. Couldn't do that. But honestly, it's just, um, I have a very eventful life. It's just how it is. It's going to be that way. And, um, I've gone through a lot. Um, and it hasn't broken me, you know, I've been broken, but it's, uh, yeah. So my personal posts are things that are very relatable to a lot of moms, to a lot of people. Um, but people are curious like, what is she doing? How, how is she managing that? Why does it seem like she's always traveling? Why? How can she run these businesses and, and have these kids? And is there a dad around? And they have all these questions. Um, so I find people can relate to me for different reasons.
0: Absolutely. So speaking of your children, you are a mom to three girls. How mm-hmm. old are the girls? So uh, the youngest is 20 months, Ooh.
1: and she has a different dad than the older two. So okay. she was a. Uh, let's just say a love child, like a planned love child, but it was, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the older two were eight and a half and 10 and they were with my ex-husband.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Three girls. That must be busy. And it's such different stages, hey? It like- is. Yeah.
1: The yeah. older girls are amazing with the baby. Like amazing. Do you have siblings? I have two brothers and I'm in the middle of two brothers. So I okay. can't even relate. Ah, this friend. to me is, a heaven on earth for me and it's heaven on earth for them, like whether they know it or not. Um Having female, like close females in your life to me is like huge. You know, oh, I didn't yeah. know that growing up, um, but I've gone through my journeys and everything else. There's nothing like it. So I'm trying to instill that tribe, that feeling of like, you know, not to say there's a difference between like a male or female necessarily, but it's nice to have a sister or, a girlfriend it's there's something special about that so
0: oh yeah I have um so I have a sister that's 10 years younger than me so my brother and I so I'm the eldest of three so we were 10 and 8 and then my little sister came along now she's not so little anymore naturally but she's like you still can't help like I'm sure your girls will feel this way like you still kind of mother your youngest because you're just like you're a baby I mean I remember changing your diaper and babysitting and so It's a very special bond. And it's interesting how it changes through the years. Like I moved away from home quite young. And so she ended up being like this kind of like a solo baby for a while because we were all moved out and like living our lives. And then, of course, there's that piece where, you know, you're too bold. You're too big. You're too old to hang out with your little sister. And then it circles back, you know, so you end up having this really interesting um, and layered adult relationship with your siblings. So it's very special. Absolutely. So I, I have to admit, like, paying attention to what you're doing on Instagram like it's it can be very challenging to be vulnerable with certain things because people can have opinions and certain things can be really polarizing like to be honest I didn't even know that you were a single mom like I, I just missed that part for some reason yeah. it was like, <laughs> I don't know like she's, she's out there a few times for sure yeah but it's but it's funny how it's it's not like when I think of you as a creator, not that this matters, but it's like, you know, to me, it's like, look at this woman, and she's traveling, and she's found her passion, and she knows her strengths and her path, and she's pursuing those things, which I think is really hard to do in this season of life, right? When you're just like all about tiny humans. So specifically today, what we were going to talk about is I saw your blog post where First of all, you're a little hottie and you're sitting there and in your Instagram and she got like no shirt on and I was like, whoa, what's happening here? And then I, you did and very clear like some scarring on your breasts and I was like, okay, what's happening here? There's got to be something. Your face isn't one where it was like, it's not trying to be sexy. Like this is a body and so there's something going on. So I started to read the post and it was like, wow. And I got to admit, I am not a click on a link to read a blog post kind of person and I read the blog post. I was like, I don't even read blogs. It's weird. I just I think because I'm such a video consumer, like that's sort of where I go to. Um, so I read the blog post, and I mean, you, it was beautifully done. Lots of beautiful pictures. I'm going to link it below for those who are listening today, um, and also where to find you everywhere. But it was very fascinating, and I specifically found it fascinating because I feel like. I've been hearing things in the news pop up and on Instagram and on various places about women experiencing illness around breast implants. And I was like, okay. And then furthermore, you're in Canada and I love supporting Canadian women. I mean, I love supporting women in general, but I was like, let's talk. Let's like really get down to the nitty gritty of this. So First of all, for those listening who have never heard of this, like, what is it? What is this? I, I know Health Canada and you know in the U.S. they don't think that this is a real illness, and I have thoughts around how the medical systems treat women and our feelings around our bodies. Like, I feel like we're often dismissed with our pain and and things like that. But so, tell me, what is this? What is this breast implant illness? Okay, so breast
1: implant illness to me makes common sense. Like, it's common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Know if I have it. I haven't really claimed that I have it, and that is the difference between my story and a lot of other people's story. Is a lot of um, individuals have gotten implants, and then over the years, just their health has declined. Um, no reason they go to the doctor, take tests, or tests are fine. All these things. I haven't done any of that. That wasn't part of my journey. Okay. Um, because I was oblivious. I didn't know. I was going through pregnancies and hormonal things, and nursing, and breakups, and divorce, and all these other things that could have been the reason for my joint pain or my headaches, or my you know, there's all these common symptoms that we all have, and um, stress obviously brings on a lot of those things as well. So, I never would have started googling implant breast, signal. like I, it was a I was oblivious to it. So, when I back October 30 or sorry, October 1st, 2018, I was scheduled for breast reconstruction surgery. So, at this point, I had implants in my body for eight years. Okay, so and in that period of time, I the, near the end of it, I went through pregnancy. Like they grew, I nursed. They grew. They became completely deformed. Um, the before picture, like you know, eight years prior after my implant surgery, and then right before this surgery um, to get the the reconstruction, the boobs were totally deformed. Like it was crazy. So what happened is the implant has come off the tissue. And yes, and so it causes issues and this and the other. Um, And so that's why it's not recommended to have implants before babies, like they're not gonna look the same. And yes, so then that's when I thought I need to get these things out, I need them fixed. And the solution for that, as per my doctor's recommendation, just it was a simple conversation. Okay, we'll do a lift, we'll we'll take out the implant, we'll put a new implant under your muscle this time. I was so desperate for some sort of fix that I was just like, okay, sure, let's do it. That's what we did. Two days, the literally the moment I woke up, I couldn't breathe. I had all this weight on my chest. I was like, no. I was sitting in bed the next day and I saw on Instagram when somebody that I know that I respect posted her explant, like the actual, like she had done it. No, I had no warning that she was doing it. And uh, so I didn't have any warning up into that day. And so it was really just word of mouth that made me start to investigate, to look into it. I hated it, I hated these boobs. I hated the fact that I just did this again and I didn't do it really thinking anything through. Um, Especially had what I'd gone through, I had just like these blinders on, I was like, fix this problem. And um, a few months in after the surgery, I constantly had wounds opening.
0: Um, Mm.
1: Like I mentioned in my story, it's not recommended to do a lift and an implant at the same time, which many mommy makeovers that's what happens. And this wasn't what I had. I didn't have a mommy makeover. It was literally at this point of breast reconstruction. Like he's a specialist in this. Um, he does breast cancer survivors all the time. So yeah, he put the implants in. And a few months later, same because it was a lift at the same time, I had wounds opening. So I'm in Costa Rica on a jet ski and I'm, oh my, my boob is opening at the bottom. Like, oh you know, God. and I just had enough. I said, this is, this is it. I'm done taking them out. I started doing tons and tons of research. I got back and I went to see my doctor in March. And um, I went in there and I said, these things need to come out. And obviously they don't want to do that because they want you to settle. They want they want them to be in for at least a year to see how you adapt and like them. But based on my OR report that I just read that was for the explant, the doctor basically went out of his way and granted me this wish. So he wrote, um, because of all the issues and complications and basically had to convince the hospital or OHIP that I had to have this done. Also included in there were my health complaints. So he did take that seriously, even though he didn't acknowledge it and say it was something, but it was in the report to the hospital that I had these health complaints. And apparently there was some stuff going on inside because in my (gasps) report, I was like, what, what is that? What do you mean you did
0: my left muscle and there was this happening. Oh, wow. Okay. So just to pause you, like I have lots of questions and lots of parts I want to like jump in because your blog post is so detailed, but I'm like, oh my God, wait, you forgot this one part. And I want you to mention this part, but what were some of the health complaints that you had said? Okay. So these are just general complaints that I've had
1: for most of my, let's say adult life, (laughs) like since I've had definitely, I've had implants or I've had something in my body for nine years and that's a lot of my adult life. And so my eyesight, I had laser surgery 10 years ago. I need contacts and glasses again. Um, yeah. My weird. sinuses always have an issue. My ears are always popping. My eyes can glaze over sometimes. Um, my joints ache if it rains. Oh, I'm done. Um, my hair is complete. Like it won't grow. It won't grow past a certain point.
0: Weird. Yeah. Just a lot of stuff. Okay. You know, what's super weird about the sinus thing? Okay. I'm so like, I just got chills. So we are going to cover a lot of shit. Cause this is my podcast and I go off tangent, but, um, with like female health. So I have not been on hormonal birth control since I was like, 25 I think I stopped when I was 25 and I'm 35 oh yeah 10 years so I got married and I was like we're done with this I barely remembered to take it on time before like I can't be bothered and I was moving abroad so I was like I how am I gonna figure this out so I got rid of it and it's always caused me problems in life but there was one point I went on one and I'm convinced that it gave me a sinus infection for like six straight months and I remember going to the doctor and being like I'm, I'm like a hundred percent sure this is giving me sinus problems. And they like laughed because they were just like, it's like heaven and earth. Like it's not the same thing. I go, buddy, there's something. And I'm pretty sure after like intense Googling, this is of course, pre kids, when you have all the time in the world, I found an article where a woman was talking about that. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with this. Like I'm never using this again. And it was one that you put in your body and kept there for a long time, like for your whole month or whatever. There's something about that. And I feel like as we get older and we start to know our bodies, you know when something is wrong. Like that's insane to have had laser surgery and like you're going to need contact lenses. Like what?
1: Yeah. And I mean, they do say that your eyes can regress with children and childbirth following up, but that's not it. It's the hormonal shifts. It's the shifts. It's all of it. Our body hormones run our entire system. And um, anyways, the cancer now that they're seeing, the cancer that the textured implants are now known to cause are now banned in Canada. What they cause is an immune type cancer. So immune system. So think about that. So your body's constantly fighting something, right? Wow. Um, so weird things can happen while your body's trying to fight things. Like it, it's not like, it, okay, this is going to happen. There's no protocol for how your body's going like to
0: react. It has to just Things just do, you know? Right. Okay. So I came into this, my mind, because I've heard so many people talking about this breast cancer illness, but it, it getting implants is often comes from a place of feeling like we want to change our bodies. Like, that's it. And so I misunderstood. And, and and there is that whole element of your blog post that is talking about why you got your implants. And one of the reasons this has been very much top of mind for me is because I very much considered getting implants after I was done breastfeeding my son. So as you know, I have two kids and I breastfed them for what feels like a thousand years each. And after like, I, I didn't have big boobs, but I had good perky boobs, pretty kids, you know, like you just, I just can't, I miss them so much. <laughs> Those were the best. God help. God help me when you find a nude photo and you're just like, Oh, so good. Didn't even know it was like 22, you know, but, um, uh, now I'm thinking about nude photos. What, what, how did I get on that subject matter? Okay. But so then after Jack, they're flat. And I was like, Oh God. And I've never felt, I mean, I've had insecurities about my body, but never to the degree where I was like, we need to keep a bra on during sexy times because I'm not comfortable with this. And my husband was a little bit surprised, like, cause I've never been that type. And he's just like, Hey, your body's changed and it's totally okay. And like You'll bounce back kind of thing. And so the rest of me bounced back. I lost the weight. I got in shape. You know, I started taking care of myself, but the boobs were still not where they should be. And I said to myself, Amanda, like give yourself a year post breastfeeding and see how you feel. Thankfully, I feel like my breasts are in a great place. Like they're not what they were, but I can't expect them to be. But they flip up again. Like they'll come back a little bit. And that's, that's where you are now. But I think- If I had decided to pursue breast augmentation, well shit, it's my decision to do that. So I guess the question I I I suppose where I want to start just talking a little bit is like, like first of all, how old were you when you got your your breast done? And like what was what were your feelings behind that? Like what were you hoping? Okay, so I was
1: twenty-six years old. I had two kids. They were 18 months old. I had breastfed them back to back. Okay.
0: Okay, so you had already had your children.
1: I had my children. Two kids back to back. They were, I made reference to it and it's not to be insulting at all, but like National Geographic, like no word of a lie. They were the flat type with the big nipple that, and like, well, the areola, not the nipple. And like, it was to my elbow. I was not a big person and they were flat to my elbow pointed downward. They Mm. were heavy, empty sacks like they were skin just stretches so much Yeah, and they just but they still had lots of tissue in them so the problem was that they were like the tissue was down almost on my belly button right my, just the way my skin is so i went for a lift and the, the lift doctor the doctor at this time this was nine years ago ten years ago he said to me nine years ago he said to me the lift will be great um but you might want to think about after putting a small implant on the top for upper pole so I said, okay, but he's not doing these surgeries together. It was just a suggestion. He did the lift. It's a picture pre-post lift with hearts over my nipples because they were, the because they were massive. So. And and lift, I mean, the lift that's... was unbelievable. I should have stopped there, but I didn't, but, but then I had that. I was in the doctor's office and he suggested, you know, like the upper pole, right? To give more cleavage. So is that like, that gives you like a fuller feeling on top? On top. So it's like, you have the nice boobs on the bottom, but it's just like that cleavage part, you know, the part that everyone sees, the part that everyone is like boobs, like femininity, Mm -hmm. that part. So, and that's also what I had, right? That's what I was, that's what I was used to, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of where he, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like you now, your boobs aren't where they were, but they're good Mm -hmm. enough, but to you were almost thinking, no, but I want them how they were right? That's right. my mentality was like, okay, I love them now, but let's just put them back to how they were. Cause I thought it was as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know all of the repercussions and what would happen. And once I got the implant, I had another surgery a few weeks later from a complication and then years went by, no issue, just, you know, my sinuses and all the other things that I had that I just thought was part of life, even though I live a healthy life, that I was one of those unlucky ones with sinus oh. issues and arthritis and, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, And then it wasn't until I had my other kid, then that's when they, the implant was already inside of me, um, because it was added. So it's my third kid wasn't expecting to have one later in life. And then that's when they got deformed and rather than doing, just taking the implant out and doing a lift, he did the reconstruction with a lift and an implant. And then that's when a few days later, I realized big mistake. Shouldn't have done it. $17,000 I spent October 1st. Um, yeah. And I knew right away. They had to come out and I would have paid for it. I would have paid for them to come out. Um, Thankfully, like I said, he was like, I'm doing this for you. Like he's doing this for me.
0: Wow. Wow. So, okay. So you've been through the implant, the reconstruction, you know, what was that like the lift? Like, was that just as much recovery as the. No lifts or reductions. I'm like a
1: huge supporter of like huge, they can be life-changing. There's nothing in your body. You know, we're not leaving anything behind. Um, A lot of people do need a lift. A lot of people need a reduction. I needed a lift. I didn't need anything else. Um, And then, so let me just give you an example. So I have a cousin. She messaged me the day I put my post out. She lost a lot of weight over the past 10 years or so. Now, about 12 years ago, like in her early twenties, she was a heavier girl, massive boobs, and she had a reduction that was covered by OHIP. So I actually consulted with her before I did my lift because same thing, it's just r- rather than moving tissue, you're moving skin, right? So you're still removing from the body. Mm-hmm. And I consulted with her and she was like, yeah, do it. Best thing ever. So since that point in time, she's lost a lot of weight, actually got into a fitness competition this past like few months. And I even warned her about that. I'm like, oh, the body, you know, the body dysmorphia and all of that. I'm like, oh no, like. So after that, she she messaged me, said, you know what? I was actually messing around with the idea of getting implants now because I have no boobs left because I lost all this weight and I'm in shape now. So here's someone is taking out their boobs and then wanting to put fake boobs in 15 years later. Like that is why sometimes we just need to wait and see. And, you know, she should have maybe got a reduction and then just not as big of a reduction. You know what I mean? But it's hard to tell, but that's why these stories are
0: so important. They really are. Yeah. And the pressure that is on women to, you know, talking about childbirth and and I remember having a conversation with a woman and I don't judge her, but I just remember this conversation and I remember it impacting me in a way that was like, wow, I never considered this perspective and it's changed my thoughts on it but she was talking about expanding her family and she hadn't had a child yet and I wasn't at a point where I was ready to have kids but I was you know a young woman and she says you know but I'm not going to breastfeed because it's going to mess up my boobs and I was like really and to me Post breastfeeding now. Now this is not like a breastfeeding's the only way. For the love of God, I, I I mean every video and every time I mention breastfeeding, I'm like fed is best, fed is best. Like I don't care, you know. Like feed your freaking baby. No labels over here. My kids now, one of them, I'm pretty sure he he survives on sausage and air. So like whatever, you know what I mean. Like get them through life. Um, but that breastfeeding bond that I had with my children was so special to me, and I just think if I had made a decision to one way or the other, based on my, I don't know, like, based on how public, outside people are going to perceive my body. That is, that is fucked. Honestly, I don't even, there's no other word for me to describe that. That is like, we are going to make decisions how to carry on through life because we're so worried about what others are going to think about our body, what our partners are going to say about our body. It's very messed up. All of that to say the feelings about that we have about our body are very heavy and they are very layered and they're rooted in so many things. And I feel like, you know, there's such a beautiful conversation being had online right now, which is like loving your body. And I got to say, like talking about the other end of the body, the booty situation, I've always had a a full booty and seeing all these women just like letting it all hang out. I'm like, whatever, man, I'm wearing that swimsuit this summer. Like I'm, I feel like I've gained confidence from it. So there is like so much good and bad that can be gained by watching people and watching what they're up to. Um, like, did you ever feel outside pressure from your partner or from friends or with other women to like change your body or was it more just like you felt strongly about this inside? Okay. So when, after my, like
1: after the two daughters back to back and they were destroyed Um, it was not an option to leave them. And that was mainly for me. Nobody knew. So the outside world didn't know I was able to hide that. Right. But there was so much shame in that because it was like, what are they going to make fun of me? Because like, you know, I breastfed my kids and this is what Mm -hmm. happened. And you know what, to be honest, they would based on what I know Um, from, you know, being a teenager and being, and maybe not directly to my face, but Anyways, and then in relationships too, I was worried. Um, I wasn't so worried then with because I had a husband, and he was like that, but um, mm-hmm. he was supportive, and he never said anything, nothing. In fact, after it, he was like, "Yeah, they do look good. Like you didn't you made yeah. the right choice." But he never once said like, "Oh, you know, good idea. Like you need to do that." He never, ever once. He just supported it. He not once said it wasn't good. <laughs> Like that I mean, my hanging destroy boobs yeah, so a
0: good guy, sense. Good. yeah,
1: and so I didn't get the pressure from my friends or any anybody in the outside world. The pressure came from me wanting to be um like other people, like like what I saw. and because I had my my kids younger than most people, I certainly wasn't anywhere close to that. Like I had like boobs down to my belly button, like you know, so and I was like a skinny little girl, like yeah, yeah twenty six and like Flat boobs and putting Uh them into a bra, they would literally wrinkle and crinkle up my. It was Mm -hmm. insane. The doctor Mm -hmm. said he's never seen anything like it, and I, I get that kind of thing a lot. I'm like, really? You've never had someone back in your office five months later, wanting an explant, like wanting an explant either. I'm like, nothing's new, and
0: yeah, it's just you trail trailblazer. Uh, But you know, and I also just want to say because I can be somewhat strong-minded about certain things, but. The reason myself, I relate to so much to what you're saying is because like, we can be mothers, we can be all of these things, but we also are sexual beings and I want to feel sexy when I'm standing naked by myself looking in a freaking mirror, whether or not my husband's looking at me or not. I like, I want to look at myself and be like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And I couldn't
1: do that mm-hmm. at point at the first point before the lift. And I couldn't do that right before my reconstruction. Um, the yeah. Because everywhere in between, it was just, you know, the of the boobs. It wasn't until after I had my kids that, especially the baby, the last one, that it was, it was because there was implants in there. It wasn't just my body being deformed. It was me and something else being deformed. And so they were all out of place. And I did, my partner at the time, um, he did also say like, they're fine, they're fine. But he also previously had told me that um, he wanted me in the best condition as my ex-husband did so that was even though they look fine they look fine it was still in my head
0: right absolutely because you and you whether it's your boobs changing or your butt or I mean I remember that horrifying day that I was like oh I didn't get stretch marks and then I turned around and I was like ah like they're on my ass like I didn't get them on the belly and my husband was so funny he was like um because you know when you first get stretch marks if you've ever had them they're red i had all these red lines on my booty and i was like oh my god and he was like no 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 i think it's like a rash and he was so sweet like trying to That's get my fingernails from else. last like, night <laughs> <laughs> exactly i was like i swear to god i'm never looking in the mirror again did you know that i also make youtube videos I have been a content creator on YouTube since 2012. That is seven years, friends. Seven years of videos of my face and other things are on the internet, which is kind of awesome. If you found me through this podcast... Thanks for being here, I appreciate the support. And if you want a little bit more, head over to youtube.com forward slash Amanda Muse and subscribe. I put videos out twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, from a range of topics, from rant videos about how I was shamed for self care, to relationship videos about my husband and I being in an age gap relationship, to vlogs, travel experiences, it's all there. Head to youtube.com forward slash Amanda Muse and subscribe. It's like insult to injury, you know, you're so blessed and you feel so grateful to have had this experience to like carry a child and then you look at your body and I think there's so many more women that say like it's like a battlefield or I'm destroyed. Like I hear those words and I think if you feel that way, you can feel that way, but you don't want to feel that way forever you know? And I and don't so, feel like that
1: way. I don't, I do not feel like that right now. Right. In the entire time it was literally right before those, right before those surgeries or right. Yeah.
0: So right. I feel amazing now. Yeah. We're sort of like of the same consensus that it's like, you, just as you're entitled to make these decisions and feel certain ways about your body, if you want to change it, I mean, all the power to you. Right. And it's like, just what I find so fascinating right now is like, like, I didn't know, Taking out implants, like nobody has been talking about that. It's been like people have been doing it, but I swear, up until like the last six months, I never heard anything. You know who was the first one that I caught wind of this was? Do you know RuPaul Drag Race? No. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. RuPaul. Sorry, I, like, I was
1: like, thinking like as a friend. I was like, what? You
0: <laughs> <laughs> would I go way back. Maybe. <laughs> but um you never know but his like partner in crime is michelle visage who's like always on the show with him and she's got like boobs that you could like rest your chin on all of a sudden i start following her on instagram and she's taken hers out and i was like what is happening like it's so she started the conversation i hear you talking about it. I hear a few other people talking about it so like when you said you came out of surgery and you saw that a friend of yours had taken theirs out. Had you heard about anybody doing it before? Do you feel like this is fairly new? Yeah. Had I had I heard anything, I
1: wouldn't have um, done it. Honestly, I would have just got the lift because I had, I already in, instinctively knew enough because I had four surgeries or three surgeries prior to this. So I knew enough. Um, If I had heard one little thing, it would have changed the course of the entire thing. And I wouldn't have spent that $17,000. But then I also know that I don't know. The 20, 30 women that have messaged me saying like thank you. You know, because I won't. That's for them. Like my voice is big enough and I'm, and this has actually pushed me to share things I normally wouldn't share. And I mean for a long time I kept a lot private like the fact that I had a baby with a different person that I'm not married to after my you know there was a lot of things or why I kind of like went silent. There's a lot of things I wasn't saying. And all of a sudden I thought who the hell cares? Someone Mm -hmm. needs to hear this. This is important. I didn't even tell my friends about my boobs for so long, but now everyone's going to know. My parents didn't know any of this. My parents found out how you found out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it just came to a point where um, it became more important to share. And I was passing, I was like, like, whatever, handling it forward, like gifting it Mm -hmm. forward. Like somebody else was brave enough to share their story and maybe be judged. Like, why would she get implants? Why would she post that? Who cares? You know, nothing's wrong with implants. She's crazy. She's hopping on this implant, trying whatever, like whatever it was. I didn't care what came from it. All I knew is that my experience could shed light for a lot of people at different stages and phases, not just the ones thinking about implants. You know, are you thinking about kids? How do you feel about your body? Did someone course you into this? Did you get all the information? Did you talk to enough people that have gone through it?
0: You know, there's like,
1: it's, there's a lot more to it. And um, had I heard, I wouldn't have done it, but I think I heard when I did for that reason. Totally. Like I'm, I believe in, in everything kind of flowing and happening out how, how it should. So
0: I don't I'm, regret it. And, you know, you nailed it. You said, you know, if it was just for one person, cause just think like the power that the story that you heard, how it impacted you and changed the course of your life for me personally, you have impacted me because it has been something on the back of my mind, like, should I? Shouldn't I? You know, in the last six months, my body's changed even more. And I feel like, no, Amanda, we're good. And we're happy with this part of me. But it took, like, there were, there were steps, man. Like, I considered it. I'm very scared of surgery, because I've had two um, C-sections. And it's just like, no, I don't like it. You know, I don't like any of that recovery stuff. And I was like, am I doing this, like, to myself? Like, it's not even... You know what I mean? Like I can't, how am I justifying this? And then I sat there like looking, and I mean, this might sound silly, but like I would look at photos of really bad boobs and then feel much better. Yeah. Like, I know that's pretty I'll you some, okay? <laughs> and I was like, nope, they're not like that. But you're right. And it's like, sometimes you just need to be reminded or feel like, one, you're not alone in this journey. And if there's someone listening right now who's questioning that, you know, some of the feelings that they're having or, or symptoms that they're getting or that they're just not happy with their implants, like there's an option. Cause honest to God, I did not know or ever hear about people taking their implants out. And I even questioned like, how long do implants even last? Like, yeah. So they're they're they call them lifelong devices.
1: Okay. They're not, um, hmm. especially if you plan to have children, um, you can develop capsular contraction, like contractor, contraction around it where it's like you're basically what happens is every implant develops a tissue scar tissue yeah. around the implant the reason for this is because the body sees it as a foreign object ob, ob, object <laughs> and <laughs> wants to protect the body and so it's very important for those people getting an explant to do an end block where they move, remove the entire capsule and then take and it's very hard to do that like i'm showing you with my fingers but like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's impossible it's it's not impossible. it's really no. hard
0: they take out the implant and they have to get all the scar tissue. But chewed. they don't
1: take the implant out separately. They take out the capsule around it. So if you t- look on the internet, you'll see a picture of a red sack. That's the capsule. If you cut it open, that's the implant. The implant's inside.
0: Oh my. I'm literally like my face hurts because it's just like, aye, aye, aye. like I have to hold my body to th- that's wild.
1: I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to do that kind of surgery for me because OHIP doesn't cover it. And that's the thing. So it's basically like getting a mercury filling removed without taking the precautions. You know what I mean? Like you don't do that. You take the precautions. You don't get the mercury throughout your body. Same thing with this. It should be covered to have the whole capsule removed. Um, But right. I even went back to an article written in 1998 about people advising or some sort of somebody advising. If you're going to have like your implants removed, the whole capsule, the whole capsule, this has been knowledge since 1998. And a lot of doctors don't do it on a regular explant only if you request it or demand it or pay
0: for it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So have you had the explant? I surgery? did five days ago. Five days. Yeah. How are you feeling? The
1: best person, like the best I've ever felt in my life. Like in that five day period, I'm like, I'm starting a new business. I'm doing this. Like I know it's, I've never been so clear and my boobs look amazing. My boobs look the best they've looked since I was like twenty-six years old. Six years old after that lift, I'm amazed. I cannot believe it. I was walking into that surgery by myself, thinking, "I don't care. I don't know. Like whatever will be, will be." Um, and I just handed over all my fear, and then I came out and I, and I looked down, like I kind of peeked, and I was like, "Oh," <laughs> but they were still like taped and it was bandaged tight. And then the next day I kind of like let them blows and I was like, oh my God, I love them. Like, I love my oh. small boobs. They're not even small. They're like a little bee. It's perfect for me. Like perfect. I'm a little person. Yeah. I love them. And like, there's no, you can't see any of the scars that you would see before. Remember because- Oh my God. Yeah. They're underneath now. They're not stretched oh. out. There's no scars on my boobs anymore. Just cute little nipples and cute little things hanging out. <laughs> Oh my God. And the entire capsule and he actually stitched up my muscles, which isn't also part of a regular and like a regular, um, explant. I didn't know that going into the surgery. I thought he was going to cut me open, take the implants out and sew me up. He didn't do that. He literally went above and beyond. And I didn't know until I asked for a copy of the OR records, which I've never done in the past. But this time, I'm do. taking ownership and I'm thinking I asked them to send my implants in for testing um, I get the results in a few days to see if there's anything wonky with that. And, um,
0: okay. So what would they be yeah. testing for? This is all Ethogens, very new. like anything. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know. Okay. You know what? You're blowing my mind right now, Jules, seriously. I know. I could, I get so overwhelmed with like, I could just sob. First of all, seeing the joy in your face, because I, even though the listeners are listening, I'm looking at you because I was telling Jules like, even though I podcast, I'm such a person of people, like I need to look at your face. I need to like see your expression. Otherwise I get distracted by other things. But seeing the joy in your face about like taking ownership, taking your body back um, and having all the information, like I'm literally after this episode here at this recording I'm sitting down I'm doing a video about exactly this i don't know if you read the newspaper but there's been like people putting faith in doctors and they're they're not doing what they should they're not really helping in fact sometimes they're hurting and this isn't always the case but there's something about women that sometimes we can be way too accommodating and I, I, I had no idea you could ask for OR records I left that hospital and I was one angry chick.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, get me the F out of here. <laughs> no word of a lie. I asked my assistant the next day. I'm like, I think I was pretty angry leaving the hospital, wasn't I? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, how angry? Nine out of 10. Yeah, I was mad. I was uh, mad. Why were you mad? What were you? I mad? was mad because I felt like just another, just another thing. I didn't have direction. I didn't leave with a a form on how to follow up or I didn't leave with anything. I was like, where is my ear? I went there wearing my freaking jewelry. So of course I have diamond earrings in my locker. Like it was so stupid. Anyways, go to surgery prepared. I had no one with me. And you know, like they gave me the IV and all that sort of thing. And when they put, um, they didn't use morphine this time, which was nice because morphine makes me itchy and crazy and go Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, They used fentanyl instead. Mm-hmm. which I guess is pretty common
0: and wow. it's the best
1: one to use in quick surgeries. Cause it's, about I go in and out in like less than 90 minutes. So you don't have those lingering things. There's a lot of misconception about it, but anyways. Um, but when I heard that, I started Googling like interactions even, because I'm like, if it's still in my system, is it okay for me to take this antibiotic or this um, Percocet? Like I wanted to make sure for myself, but leaving that. You
0: had to do that
1: research. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure.
0: Of course. Um, but just saying like, you know, and, and not every doctor is bad. Not every facility is gonna, like not going to help you. But I just think if you have questions and they're not being answered, like, like you said, don't, don't just leave it. Don't just take it. Like question it. Look up, on the, look it up. on
1: the bed, getting the IV. I said, I don't do well with IVs at all. I kind of gave him a little warning and, uh, she talked to me, she got it. No problem. And she goes, oh, I just asked her, I said, please be careful on my neck, pulling the neck back. I said, are you going to put a tube down my throat? She said, yeah. Because when you pull the neck back to put the tube down, they can do permanent damage, and unfortunately in Canada, you're not suing anybody if you're on disability for the rest of your life. And I know this because my stepmom had surgery on her foot, and ever since she's on permanent disability, on morphine and oxy, and getting Botox in her necks because she had nerve damage during a surgery.
0: Are you kidding me right now? No, same.
1: So her, and having known that, I said to her, "I'm like." I know someone that's happened too. just like, be careful. Please be careful. I
0: have three kids at home. Holy shit. Yeah. There's so much that like we just, if you're not in the, in, in those experiences, if you're not in the room, if you've not talked, you've spoken to someone who's gone through yeah. this, like you just don't know what you don't know. It's true. Wow. Mm. So five days post, I mean, you look great. I, even when we were talking about recording, I was like, are she sure she wants to do this? Like, oh, I would have done it with later? them. <laughs> you
1: know, with the, you know, like the little drains hanging out, I had the drains out yesterday. They were barely. Um, my recovery's been amazing. I mean, I haven't had much to eat even, so I'm not even getting the nutrients in. Um, but the, like, it's been so good. Amazing. I, yeah, I can. I can't even tell you. Before, I couldn't do a push up, plank, pick up my kid without my boobs going into my armpits. It was like freakish. Do not get them.
0: Wow. No, I was going to say like, what are your thoughts now? I mean, I think it goes without saying, but like, you, so you, what you were, what I kind of heard you say at the beginning was like, if you, you wanted the, the lift, mm-hmm. you kind of wish you had stopped there. Yeah. And what are your like tips for people just who are still kind of gung ho about implants? Like, is it do your research? Is it talk to people? Like, what do you think is the thing that impacted you most?
1: They need to make, it's like, they need to kind of have a, a 10 year life plan. You know, you need to know how you want to, what do you want to do 10, 20 years, right? Um, if you're going to put them under the muscle, expect to restrict workouts. You know, um, if you're lifting weights, you're not going to be able to do the same. Gymnastics or anything physical under the muscle is not going to be cool. If you are going to w- gain weight, lose weight, if you have them over the muscle and you are like a nice weight and then all of a sudden you you know want to lose weight, you're going to see the ripples in your skin. I have pictures. I I will, I will send you a nice album of all of the examples of what happens with implants. Now, none of that happens with a lift or a reduction. The only thing is, is that you have, they cut off your areola and then they do a line down. It's called a lollipop. Yeah. And my only advice was, would be to never get implants and a lift at the same time. There are other things out there like fat grafting, so if you do have a nice hefty booty or legs, you could take some from that and put it in your chest. Um, now, the only thing with that is still it's surgery. There's risk with all surgeries, but at least it's your own stuff, you know, and you also have to know that the, the tissue will shrink as you lose weight. You will lose that fat tissue in your breasts. So the, the tissue that they put there, it's not there permanently. If you lose weight, it's going to shrink. So there's wow. so much to know. I wouldn't, there,
0: really I wouldn't suggest
1: implants now because guess what? They're probably going to be banned in another year or so. Like oh, they just banned shit. textured implants. There's no difference than smooth other than the fact that one's textured, one's smooth. They still have a hundred plus the same chemicals
0: inside. And there's I don't know if it was you. on your body. Exactly. I don't know if it was um, your post or someone else, but it was something like if you take this and it showed like the sack, right. Mm-hmm. And you put that in a body that's 90 degrees all the time. Like. Yeah. Y- things are gonna happen, you know. Well, think and about it. You
1: have a water bottle in the in the sun, um, right? Okay, oh it's, it's, it's no one. Everyone knows that the chemicals leach into the water. How, why are our human bodies any different, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. It's like it's common sense, but the it- brain is powerful, and the brain wants to believe things that we're told. You know, for the sake of our ego, for the sake of a lot of things, we forget. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That can't be healthy. Same thing goes for like a lot of the drugs people take, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, Once girl, we you could talk. On, then you're on two, then you're on three. The same thing goes with surgeries. It doesn't it's stop so at one. so true. Implants, so- you need to get them removed after 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to come removed. And when you get them removed, you're going to now be left with the excess skin. So you're probably going to need a lift. And then you're going to also have small boobs again. So do you want to have small boobs and enjoy them and like not have them pop out of your stuff or not be insecure. Cause a lot of people that do get implants, they're not used to the bigger boobs anyways. And they're like now ashamed of them in some weird way. Oh my
0: God. I wouldn't even have thought of that. So I guess girl, you don't want to be sexy.
1: They don't want to be, you know, or their husbands now are like cover up.
0: Yeah. No matter what, you're always going to find a reason to,
1: to pick at yourself. Right. So,
0: so I guess to that point too is like, Are there things that you're planning on doing or that you're doing now or that helped you kind of prepare for this explanting experience to like show love to your body or be grateful for the body that you have, even though it's not like- This is the biggest thing I could have done. And so Mm -hmm.
1: I prepared myself. I knew a lot of people um, probably come into this and they have a, a few weeks of maybe a few months of some really, really dirty, dark thoughts- I've been through hell and back. I've seen all of the worst boobs on my body, right? Um, There's no, there was no worse. There was no worst case scenario for me. And I mentally had already been through those dark depths of everything, you know, of um, this was my, this was me like stepping into me. I'm fully ready. So I stepped into a place where I'm like ready to walk into, not where I'm like, Oh, I'm getting them out because I want to feel better. I'm getting them out because I'm sick. I'm getting them out. I took, I did, got them out prevented, like being preventatively, like out of, as a mm-hmm. prevention as opposed to I need to, like they're making me sick. Mm-hmm. So I did that out of a space of choosing to. And when you do something by choice, as opposed to by like, you need to, you can do, you can, your brain can like,
0: I don't know. Be at peace with it. Yeah. Like you're almost like, you were just, it was just like the final piece of the puzzle. Yeah, like, I was get so out excited.
1: I was not afraid. I, br- I braced for like the worst case scenario. Like I was literally like, he might just go in there, take him out and sew me up and he didn't. And, but the fact that I believe that I surrendered to that fully believed I would be okay. So I think it really comes down to like a faith of some sort, right? A faith in, in that things will work out that um, you're supported, that you're on the right path, that you're right. They're on the right direction. And, um, there couldn't be any more like validation in that for me based on a, how they look right now, B, how I feel. C, the fact that you emailed me two hours after like me posting it basically like, hello, this is exactly the point. Am I doing this for attention? Hell yeah. I'm doing this for attention. I want everybody to know. Um, Absolutely. I would not normally post a picture of my scars and my boobs on my Instagram. I don't look for attention in that way, but I am looking for attention to make a point and wake girls up, wake women up, like. Everything we and have. you being
0: a mother of three young yes. girls, like they, that, are going to th- have bodies that they're going to have feelings about.
1: Yeah, and it's been it's amazing. They see they saw the drains. They were the ones protecting my toddler from grabbing my drains. Oh my
0: god! Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a whole family affair over here. I haven't got into the entire story, but I mm-hmm. told them I made some decisions years ago, and there was complications, and then it just became a ripple effect, so to speak, and. Um, they don't know about the implant. I'm going to show them the implant when I get the implant
0: back. Wow. That's going to be quite a profound experience for them. Yeah. And I think that's actually what you said is like, you don't normally post photos like that of yourself. And to be honest, that's exactly why I emailed you not to say if that's part of your strategy that you're posting your bum or something or whatever online, but I knew it wasn't. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Whoa, what's going on here? It, It shocked me. And I thought this is a conversation that is starting. Mm-hmm. And it's not about attention. Like, why the hell would anybody want to put themselves in an uncomfortable no. situation? Yeah. and showing things. I have lots that, like, of ways can- to get attention. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Tons> <laughs> and you use
0: words like, you know, there is shame, there is yeah. um, uh, feelings of vulnerability, people going to or that may judge us for our decisions, but I'm yeah. so grateful that you did because first of all, I feel like just in this conversation, I have walked away learning something new. I know my listeners are going to feel the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that one, you're feeling okay enough to talk to me, but that like, yeah. you just, you're literally like emanating, is that the word joy? Like joy is coming yeah. off of you from this experience. Yeah. And I just think yeah. like, what a story, what, a, what, what an experience to share. So thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah thank you. Cause it's been, um, I would have not had the lady balls to do this in the past. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah. life shook me up and strengthened me. So part of that might've been being the single mom and going through mm-hmm. this, having this new baby on my own, whatever it was led me here. And I'm really grateful because the doctor did an amazing job. Um, I feel amazing and I have my life ahead of me and I never have to have surgeries on my boobs again. Hopefully Honestly, I mean, not just because I mean, you know, cancer and whatever, like, but yeah, I wouldn't even care. And if I did have breast cancer, I would just take them out. I wouldn't put anything in your lymphs are right here. Like your heart's right there. It's like nothing in your hot body full of chemicals right there. Oh yeah. Difficulty breathing, anxiety, panic attacks, pain shooting down my arm. Like the list goes on of, of the side effects. Right. But
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, so for everyone listening, where can they find you?
1: Okay. So on Instagram at Jules and Her Lifestyle and my website, jewelslifestyle.com. So on the blog, there's all of everything. Like mm-hmm. there's
0: everything that I- uh, Very detailed, very descriptive, all the photos. Like yeah. it's, it's really like, I would really encourage- I'm going to do follow-ups too on oh, my good, healing good. and then
1: also the protocol because I have- a naturopath putting together a protocol for me for healing, who's also explanted herself. Oh, wow. But oh, the only thing is, she didn't tell me she had implants and explanted. And she knew me. She's a good friend of mine. And she knew me um, going into my surgery and she didn't tell me. She didn't give me the heads up. So again, yeah. another person that kept something to themselves out of fear of judgment and shame. And at this point in my life, I'm just, I don't care.
0: No, man. You know what? Just think- yeah, exactly. I keep coming back to like how I was impacted as one woman by your story, how you were impacted by one woman, by one story. It just goes to show you the power and influence that we have in sharing stories. And so I'm grateful for you to do that. And, um, I'm going to continue to follow your journey. And like, I mean, I'm fascinated by the parts too. Like, you know, I may encourage you to write a blog post about what, like what you didn't know, like about ask, you can ask for OR reports, you can ask for this stuff. Like, I just think it's amazing. And I mean, just about the neck thing, like what, like this, we help people by sharing. So keep on doing it. If this is a trend, it is the best trend in my
1: opinion. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. if people are doing something because other people are doing it and they respect those other people and whatever, and they're like, okay, they're doing, it it must make sense. And it's to take out their implant. There's no negative. Like there's, it's not a negative. If it was the other way around, I would be like, Ooh, is Scary, yeah, Yeah. I agree. And it's It's totally no one's doing this because it's trendy or cool or to like have a better following on Instagram. They're doing it because they need to do it or they want to do it, and they're like, "What
0: the hell? Might as well share it because people need to know this. No one else will tell you." And it may be it, like you said, you didn't tell any of your friends the struggles you were having, and those are the people we're supposed to talk to. And so, if you did that, you're a strong woman, like other women are doing the exact same thing and suffering in silence. And so I think like have the conversations, question things, ask for help and do your research, man. So Jules, this has been awesome. I, I thank you for being here today and, uh, I look forward to watching your journey. Cool. And then meeting in real life would be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm in
1: Toronto. So you're close. That's it. I am.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Are you new here or have you been listening since the very beginning? Either way, I'm thrilled you're here and I would love to know what you think of the show. Head to iTunes, search The Sandwich, rate, review and subscribe and let me know what you think. If you're here from another platform, I'm so grateful for your support. But I would love it if you could just take a couple minutes, head over to iTunes, search The Sandwich, leave a star rating, a comment, let me know what you think, share it with a friend, and follow. By letting iTunes know that The Sandwich is a podcast worth listening to, you will help get it into new people's ears and spread the love. Thank you for your support. Back to the show.